What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Everybody, welcome to our latest episode of the Empire Second Server Network Podcast. I am Pete. This is Evan. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing Proposition HR1, which would change campaign finance laws in favor of the majority party in the Oval Office. This is because the Democrats think they're going to win in 2020, which at this point, with who they're running, is laughable. We're also going to open the mailbag and discuss the Ilhan Omar situation in Congress and the impending bill that passed that kind of got her off the hook for anti-Semitic remarks three in the last six weeks. And lastly, how our favorite governor, and only governor sadly, Andrew Cuomo, is screwing over college athletes who have to compete in North Carolina. But before we get into any of that, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire Second Server Network podcast is for New York-based conservatives who are sick and tired of being neglected by their local and state politicians. You're also sick and tired of being ostracized by friends, family, and co-workers for thinking differently than they do about politics, life, and mainly it's because... You're right, and they're wrong, and whether they know it or not, they're jealous. Now let's get into Proposition HR1. So I'm going to read a little bit, and this is a little extended, but it's important to give you context if you're not aware of it. Obviously, the Ilhan Omar stuff, which uh, Mike from the mailbag asked us to to cover, uh, is going to take up some time today. But I want to get into this too, because it's kind of getting swept under the rug, but it's important. So according to the Wall Street Journal, the House of Representatives is expected to pass legislation overhauling election rules that is likely to stall in the Senate, setting up the bill itself to be a key issue in the 2020 campaign battle between Democrats and Republicans. The bill, known as H.R. 1, includes a range of measures concerning voting rights, election security, and campaign finance. Republicans say it is largely a power grab by Democrats, which you'll see why in a second, who won control of the chamber in November's midterm elections, and the ACLU criticizes some of its provisions as overly broad. You know if the ACLU, one of the most far-left-leaning organizations on planet Earth, is criticized criticizing something, and there are some issues with it. Anyway, some newly elected Democrats who campaigned on the bill's provisions ousted GOP incumbents, and many Democrats see it as the marquee legislation of their new majority in the chamber. Quote, it's about money and politics and how that destroys the confidence people have in the political process, said House Speaker Nancy Pelosi from her giant vineyard in California. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, meanwhile, has criticized the bill regularly in recent weeks, calling it outside the mainstream and a, quote, parade of horribles. I believe we can actually win elections against people who vote for this, Mr. McConnell said this week. It will not get any floor time in the Senate. Democrats likewise see H.R. 1's passage, even if it doesn't become law, as helping them in future elections, pointing to polling that shows voters think there is too much money in politics. Several new House Democrats were backed in 2018 by End Citizens United, a liberal PAC that supported midterm candidates who vowed to revamp campaign finance law. One of the measures in the bill mandates a nationalized system to finance federal elections publicly. It would allocate federal money to match certain small dollar donations 6 to 1. So for every dollar donated, $6 from this federal fund 
would go towards the candidate and deposit those funds in campaign accounts. Democrats argue such a program would encourage grassroots campaigning. Gee, I wonder why. The money would flow from a, quote, dedicated trust fund. We've seen how those dedicated trust funds have worked before. According to a Democratic aide, they would be funded not through taxpayer money. Of course not. Why, why would it be? But through criminal and civil fines, fees, penalties, or settlements owed to the federal government. GOP Representative Rodney Davis of Illinois, the top Republican on the House Administration Committee, said that provision would result in millions of dollars going to congressional candidates. What the bill is, is a Democratic push to elect more candidates, he said. One provision in the bill, here's where we get to the meat and potatoes and that Evan and I will be discussing. One provision in the bill would require several classes of PACs, including tax-exempt 501c4 groups, what we're going to be, to disclose donors who have given $10,000 or more during an election cycle. Currently, those groups don't have to disclose their donors, nor should they. Republicans say the proposal would infringe on free speech, which it does. The ACLU agrees. Democrats also want to change the membership of the FEC commission to five members, with the, party, with the president's party in the majority from its current six members, which are evenly split between Democratic and Republican appointments. Democrats say this would allow the panel to move past stalemates. Republicans argue it would be unfair to the party in opposition to the White House. I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's redundant. Evan, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I do agree that there is too much money in politics. Mm -hmm. And our favorite senator, AOC, does also agree. Congresswoman, not senator. Congresswoman, sorry, I misspoke. Our representative, Ocasio-Cortez, does agree, which is why she stole $885,000. Yes. But I digress. Yes, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is only being pushed because the Democrats think they're going to win. They think they're the only ones who pushed grassroots uh, candidates, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. This is all nonsense, and this is basically they want to be able to push this through so they can go to their voter base and go, look, we're trying to fix politics when they know goddamn right this is not going to pass the Senate, and they don't want it to pass the Senate. They want to use this as a thing that goes, look what we tried to do. Guess who blocked it? The Republicans. Mm -hmm. They're greedy. They're horrible people. They don't care about you. Mm -hmm. You should elect more of us so that we can fix the country. They believe that that more government will fix the country, and they are 100% wrong. Yeah, and and I honestly don't know how many of them actually believe that. The more that I've learned about politics during my metamorphosis from ignorant liberal to the constitutional conservative deplorable that I am now, I I really – if I can learn – what I've learned in just a few years, and you have people in office like Nancy Pelosi, who's old enough to be my great-great-grandmother, then I don't understand how they don't understand that their policies, bigger government, more spending, is not skewed. I don't understand where that ideology comes from. Because it's more money coming into the government. so then Which when, gives them more money and exactly. more power. So it's, I, I, it's we, a we power said, play. And we've said this before. It's all about money. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're saying it's not about money is a lie. Yeah. They want to be... They want. They essentially want, like, he, like the guy said, they want to elect more Democrats mm-hmm. so that they can expand the government and get more money. Which mm-hmm. gives them more money, which keeps them getting elected, and they will ruin this country like the, every almost every Democratic president for the last 35 years has. Yeah, and, and I haven't read this bill in full... But based on the summary that we just provided to you, it doesn't seem like these six to one contributions. So for every dollar given to a candidate, six dollars from this federal trust fund will go towards the candidate in matching money. We're trillions of dollars in debt. Why? Why is this being? Why is this even an option? I this is be. stupid. So for so we're trillions of dollars in debt. Twenty two trillion. Twenty two trillion dollars in debt, and they want to set money aside for grassroots campaigns. 
Why we use it? It's a, oh my god! It's the same thing when people talk about universal basic income. Where is this money coming from? We are twenty-two trillion dollars in debt. There is no way to make up that money. How are you providing a universal basic income? You could confiscate every billionaire's fortune. You can still not provide a universal basic income for Americans. It is not possible. Our population is too big. Our debt is too high. There is no money for this nonsense. This bill is. It's a power grab. That's all it is. It goes, look what we tried to do. Republicans are bad people. Don't vote for them anymore. Yep. And speaking of that, so uh, this, again, was kind of swept under the rug by the media because the Ilhan Omar scandal going on right now in Congress. And we're going to get to that in a second because Mike from the mailbag wanted us to cover this. But let me just read this last part here. So the expected passage in the House was clouded by a vote Thursday on a resolution condemning hate. A response to a freshman Democrat's remarks, Ilhan Omar, that were seen as anti-Semitic. They were anti-Semitic. They were 100% anti-Semitic. That resolution had initially been drafted to condemn anti-Semitism and implicit rebuke to comments by specifically Representative Ilhan Omar from Minnesota. But following a tense meeting of Democrats Wednesday, language condemning anti-Muslim bias was added at the request of lawmakers in the party's progressive wing who said Representative Omar had been unfairly singled out. It was her fault that this had to be done. How is it unfair to single out somebody who came onto social media several times in the last six weeks and spouted anti-semitic rhetoric this is bullshit the democrats are so full of crap i'm surprised not every single one of them has brown eyes it is unbelievable that they are protecting her instead of throwing her to the wolves it's absolutely disgusting i get so mad and no one no one on the left will condemn her because well you know it was just anti-israel no this is the same stuff they've been talking about for years by saying that jews do not have a loyalty to their country because they only have loyalty to israel that we are some weird tribe of people who will who will undermine the country it's exactly what happened in nazi germany mm-hmm. this is the, again the democrats pointing the, the nazi finger at the right when they use every single Nazi tactic and even Nazi rhetoric. Yes. This is straight Nazi rhetoric that was used in Nazi Germany, saying Jews are not Germans. The Jews are ruining this country. They are undermining you because they own, the Jew has no loyalty. It's the exact same thing. I'm absolutely disgusted with any, and not to play identity politics, but any Jewish person who identifies themselves as Jewish, who is an actual practicing Jew, who believes that the Jewish people have a right to exist, which should be every Jewish person, which should be every non-bigot in the entire world, because everyone has a right to exist, except for pedophiles, sorry, Uh, but I'm getting off track. To not con- completely condemn her. I don't want to hear, what about what about this? No, this is a specific instance. This is an elected U.S. representative who is spouting Nazi propaganda about the Jewish people. This is not just anti-Israel. Mm-hmm. This is anti-Jewish rhetoric, which harkens back to Nazi Germany. And if yes. you are not willing to condemn it, then you are part of the problem. Yes, so... Uh, you covered a lot of it, but I wanted to read what Mike asked us to talk about, and then if there's anything we missed, we'll get to it. So he asked, and I quote, How about this resolution that was passed overwhelmingly in the House to condemn hateful speech, and it all started with Omar's anti-Jew slash Israel comments, then at the end of the day it ends up with anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, LGBT, it's just ridiculous. It is. And again, you know, you pointed this out, and it's true. They are covering her ass. As the Wall Street Journal article that I just read to you, the, the last paragraph of it suggested, um, this was initially... She was included in the document, and it was about anti-Semitism specifically. There, I, I believe 
it was either 2015 or 2016, an anti-hate bill was passed against everybody. It was a general thing, which is essentially what was voted on yesterday. And there were some representatives on both sides, Democrats and Republicans, who refused to vote for this. Mainly, mostly of them are Jews, interestingly. But it's because this was specifically about one thing that has been on the rise in this country over the last few years. Around the world. Yeah, and nobody's talking about it. And it's because it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit their agenda. So this is taken off the table. We're, we're voting on this. And, and you can talk about whether or not we should be voting on these types of things anyway. Fine. But nonetheless, this was about a specific issue. And, it's, and they extend it to everything. And then when she's interviewed after the fact, after this is voted on and, and, and it passes, she talks about how she's glad that anti-Islam Islam rhetoric and actions are being uh, voted against in this bill. So she doesn't even address the gorilla in the room or the elephant in the room. Excuse because, me. because she doesn't care. She hates Jews. She does. Ilhan Omar hates Jews. End of discussion. She does. And it's absolutely disgusting that they added in all this other stuff, LGBT, Islamophobia. It is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous. First of all, the fact that there was a vote on this is stupid. Yeah. The, the Democrats should have came out and made a statement saying, we condemn these remarks by Ilhan Omar. That is all that needed to have. be done. But it's absolutely ridiculous because what happens is Jews are not seen as uh, – we're not – we don't fit the intersectional portion of yes. the Democratic Party because Jews are not victims. No. Jews have been successful throughout history mm-hmm. and we – even though we've been try- – they've tried to exterminate us every 50 years, we have been successful. So we are not victims. We do not play the victim. In fact, most Jews are liberals because they feel so bad about their own success and the fact that they're not victims that – they feel like they need to save everybody else, which is insane. But that's why. And it's to lump in everybody else is disgusting. This is a, was supposed to be a direct response to anti-Semitic comments made by Ilhan Omar, who is a disgusting human being, along with Rashida Tlaib, who's another disgusting human being who we're about to talk about. And also AOC, who all are friends with Linda Sarsour, who is another disgusting anti-Semitic piece of garbage, mm-hmm. who is friends with Louis Farrakhan, who is the biggest piece of trash I've ever seen in my entire life. He is a outright proponent of Hitler's policies and actions during World War II, specifically the extermination of the Jews. This it, The left is disgusting when it comes to battling anti-Semitism, and they hide behind the fact that it's anti-Israel, not anti-Semitism, which is nonsense. Mm-hmm. You are allowed to criticize any government in the world, but saying that a country has no right to exist is not, that's not anti-Israel, that is anti-Semitism, because that's exactly what Hamas and Hezbollah do. They say that Israel's no right to exist, that Jews are supposed to be exterminated. And every single one of these people are supporting Hamas and Hezbollah. Mm-hmm. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, they all support, and AOC, Linda Sarsour, they all support the establishment of Palestine and the destruction of Israel. Mm-hmm. This is not rhetoric, this is fact. They have all been they have all been caught saying these things, and they have not backed down from this. Rashida Tlaib has a map in her office where there's a post-it that says Palestine over Israel. Yep. She has said that her mother was that they were born in Palestine, that their country is Palestine. Palestine is not a country. It's it is never been a country. It is a well, it was it was like a territory, but it is yes. essentially right now it is a group of people who do not have a country who are being run by Hamas and Hezbollah, which are terrorist organizations who advocate for the death and destruction of the Jewish people. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. 
Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. There is no other way about it. I will not have, and there is no discussion to have about this. These are facts. This is the way it is. So the fact that you you lumped in LGBTQ AA plus whatever the you want to call it, all right, do whatever the Islamophobia, you do. Islamophobia. There, like, give me a break. And then she came out and said that attacks on Muslims are up ninety nine percent. Where are the fat? Where are the stats on that? I've not that is a hundred percent garbage. In fact, the attacks on Jewish people are the only thing that's been up in the last five years. Yeah, and I was actually going to say, um, I actually talked about this in my solo show yesterday. The, the FBI hate crime report that just came out that is not higher than anti-Semitism, by the way. So that's just, that's that's that. Uh, but in any event, let's see what else Flyers said, and if there's anything we didn't cover, and what does that mean? If you criticize Islam or you criticize Israel, what is? What is it, a crime? Is that a misdemeanor or a felony? Now they're going to start legislating speech. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, but that's where it goes to. So yeah. that they're going, they're going to push, and it's never going to be anti-Semitism, because yeah. the left doesn't care about the Jews. But it will come to the point where they go, if you say anything against Islam, it will be considered a hate crime. Yes. That is what they are trying to push mm-hmm. for. And that is what you do have to worry about. Because honestly, like we just said, you want to criticize Israel? That's fine. You don't have to agree with every policy that Israel has. Yeah. I don't agree with it. Ben Shapiro, who is the most Jewish person I've ever heard <laughs> on a podcast, disagrees with Israeli policies. Mm-hmm. The difference is these people are advocating for the destruction of the state of Israel. Israel is... And the, the people that inhabit Exactly. It. Well, that's what the destruction of the state would be. Yeah. And it's the only democracy in the Middle East. It is the only Jewish state in the world surrounded by Is- Islamic states. Most, who all, that, most are enemies. Yeah, yeah. Who all oppress women... Kill gays, and have no, there are no civil rights in those countries unless you are unless you are a man. Didn't women just get the right to drive in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, and <laughs> other countries they need permission to go places to go places on their own. Mm-hmm. And they praise the and all these people are praising the fact that you know she's the first woman to wear a hijab on the Senate floor. Who cares? Yeah, I do not care. Like that's ridiculous. She's an open anti-Semite and disgusting person. But Michael Flyer is one hundred percent right. This is the neck they are going to try to start legislating your speech. They've done this in Canada. They've done this in England. They will start fining people. They will start jailing people. This is why we have the Constitution. This is why the Constitution is important. This is why the First Amendment, which is what they're talking about, is important. And this is why the Second Amendment is the most important one. Because the Second Amendment protects your right to free speech. Without the right to bear arms, they can take anything you want away from you. Mm -hmm. So, it is. You have to be very careful with stuff like this. And it's really... the. The left is just infuriating and disgusting when it comes yeah, to I stuff mean, like this. I mean, you said it earlier, and it's true. They they hate the Constitution. They hate the principle this country was founded on. They want to completely up in and change everything. And they live in this fantasy world where they think everything is bad. And it's really not. Uh, from a civil rights issue, we're in the best position we've ever been. And they say hate crimes are on the rise. I said this in the report yesterday. I know you haven't looked at the report. But 32% of the hate crimes reported were intimidation. And I looked at the FBI definition. It is so loose. And, and I compared it to the Covington Catholic High School thing. But that was looked at by the mainstream media as intimidation. And the response was that these kids were doxxed, right? And the school couldn't even open for a week. And that wasn't considered intimidation. Luckily, he's suing the Washington Post for defamation for the amount that Jeff Bezos bought it for, which is hilarious. But... That's never an issue when they do it to us or when they do it to people that don't uphold their values. Someone can claim intimidation because someone's wearing a MAGA hat. But in fact, but that's what it is, though. Yeah. It's not even hate crimes from the right on people on the left. Yes, yeah. there are people on the right who are bad. Sure. 
100%. There are people all over the world who are bad. Mm-hmm. No matter what your ideologies are, there are bad people. Mm-hmm. Okay? But what you are constantly seeing is that there are hate crimes being perpetrated against conservatives by liberals, and no one wants to say anything. So it's the same thing that happens when you come up with this anti-Semitic rhetoric. They don't want to do anything about it. No. I mean, look at what happened to Steve King, right? He lost all of his committee seats like that. And he came out and apologized. Yes. And he tried to clarify it. Yes. She just came out and said, basically, that she doesn't like Jews. It was a fake apology. And then she... It wasn't even an apology. uh, Yeah. I'm sorry (laughs) that I offended somebody. I'm sorry that and Nancy I'm Pelosi. Sorry someone was offended, is what she's. And then Nancy Pelosi comes out and goes, "Oh, I don't think she meant to really to to offend anyone." No, no. Ilhan Omar knows exactly what she's doing. She's been doing this for years. She is an anti-Semite. She meant yeah. to offend Jewish people. She meant to spew anti-Semitic rhetoric. She has a history of this, and you know, and, and it's all over Twitter. It's all over the internet. This is nothing new. She's joked openly about Al Qaeda and other terrorist organizations. She's clearly not. The best person to speak out on this. And she never, you're right, she never really has openly apologized. The most she's apologized for is for um, upsetting people, but not, she's never apologized for her statements. She never retracted her statements because she truly and genuinely believes them. That apology is something you say to your girlfriend when you say something you meant and then she gets mad at you and you go, well, I'm sorry that it upset you. Yep. You didn't apologize for saying what you said. Yeah. You apologize that you, you're apologizing that yeah, it upset, upset somebody. Right. So it's not that she doesn't believe this. Yeah. And she doesn't feel bad about saying it. Mm-hmm. She feels bad that she got blowback. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. I also find it interesting that she advocates these socialist policies. And yet, if you look at what she represents and what she stands for, it's all oppression. And oppression against women in particular. So, I, I don't understand the connection between socialism and and. You know her her form of Islam. This isn't just you know most people who are Muslim are not bad people, but she's a radical, and it's clear that she's a radical. And this isn't just crazy conservative rhetoric. Again, go through her tweets, go through video of her over the years. This is all over the place. This isn't new. And again, she's never retracted her statements once. She's done a false apology, and it's gaff after gaff after gaff. And they're treating her like she's a moron. Isn't she an adjunct professor? Wasn't that what she was? Yeah. And Rashida Tlaib and AOC do the same thing. They back her up. They back up this thing, and they do not apologize for anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. They, it's well, it, AOC met with Jeremy Corbyn of the Labour. Yeah, Party it's it's absolutely it's absolutely disgusting. These people are openly anti-Semitic, and then Ocasio Cortez has the nerve to say that she is that she has Jewish ancestors. Get out of here! It's nonsense. It's Even the same. That's does. like saying Bernie Sanders is Jewish. Bernie Sanders is an open open atheist. For decades, mm-hmm. he is a communist. Communist believes that there should be no religion. Mm-hmm. The state is the religion when it comes to communism and socialism. He is not a Jew. Mm-hmm. He is a Jew by blood only. He is not a practicing Jew. He has no connection to the Jewish people. He is, it's he's not Jewish. Yeah. So for the fact that he supports Ilhan Omar is not is should not be a, a cue to anybody mm-hmm. that she's not that that her statements were not anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. In fact, it should be a big cue that they were anti-Semitic because Bernie Sanders is actually been open openly anti-Semitic for years. Yeah, and then the last part of Mike's question, 
uh, is where's the firestorm and where's the outrage? I mean, obviously there has been, and even on the left, there have been left outlets that you'd be surprised to see have actually come out and denounced her because... Well, the New York Times did too. There was an opinion piece that I sent you earlier that I had read where they came out like, listen, this is anti-Semitism. And when it's coming from the New York Times, which has been very anti-Israel for 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 20 years, Mm -hmm. 20 years at least, New York Times has been anti-Israel. When they're coming out and condemning this as anti-Semitic, you know it's anti-Semitic. Yep. But, uh, yep. I mean, they're going to keep sweeping it under the rug because, as Ben Shapiro likes to say, I love it. It it crashes me up every time. She's so fresh and so face. So she's definitely going to get as much leniency as humanly possible. And I like how, for the most part, outside of a couple of public statements where he doesn't go outlandish or anything, the president has stayed quiet. And that's why I think his approval ratings go up, which we talked about the other day. I think it's because he's letting them continually shoot themselves in the foot with stupid things like this, letting themselves off the hook, saying dumb things in other regards, and he doesn't say anything. He's not tweeting at 2 or 3 a.m. when he's taking a crap. He's not doing that. He's just sitting back and letting themselves implode. And then, when he finally gets a shot at whoever the Democratic nominee is, mark my words, he will rip them apart like Thanos did to the Avengers when he just snapped his fingers. I can't wait. Anyway. But but he he did come out and condemn um, Omar. He did. Yeah, he came out and condemned it. But not outlandish. But it wasn't like, you know, that this woman should be thrown out of the country. He basically came out and made the proper statement saying that this is anti-Semitic and it's disgusting and it should not be tolerated. Exactly. And that's all all that needs to be said. Again, our most pro-Jewish, pro-Israel president that we've ever had. Absolutely. Nobody can deny that. Think what you will of him, but nobody can deny that. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about today on a much lighter note so we can all calm down and get into the flow of the I will not be calm. Is that Andrew Cuomo has once again screwed over college athletes competing in North Carolina. NCAA swimmers specifically. This is part of the uh, New York Post short article. They can swim there, but they can't sleep there. State and Senate Republicans today asked Governor Cuomo to lift his 2016 executive order banning the state from doing business with North Carolina, which is preventing 13 swimmers from three SUNY schools from staying over for an NCAA competition in Greensboro March 20th to the 23rd. Instead, the swimmers have to sleep in Virginia an hour away. It puts them at a competitive disadvantage and could have a negative impact on their performance, said Senator Patrick Gallivan. Cuomo's ban on state-funded travel to North Carolina came after the state required people, if you guys remember this, to use bathrooms and government buildings that align with the gender on their birth certificate. I don't see what's wrong with that. Nor, nor, nor do I. The law was later lifted, but Cuomo said the change didn't go far enough. He's such a piece of garbage. It left discriminatory practices in place, said Cuomo spokesman. What, like bathrooms? <laughs> Let me finish this stupid quote. Uh, it left discriminatory practice in place, said Cuomo spokesman Rich as a party. In New York, we do not support blatant discrimination, bigotry, and bias. Standing up for equality is not a fad, and as long as the anti-LGBTQ law remains in effect, New York tax dollars are not going to be spent there. Republicans argued it's not about taxpayer dollars, but rather student aspirations. Very true. It's incredibly unfair to make a political statement on the backs and lives of these student-athletes, said Senator Gallivan. What what is so what is discriminatory about having a grown man with a penis, regardless of whether he's you know believes he's a woman or not, not being allowed in the same bathroom as an eight year old girl? Because what is just and people are like oh this still won't happen, but what is and it does and it will happen. But what is to stop? Let's say I was a sexual predator and I like to bang little girls. 
I don't. See that face? Yes. It's going to be in a milk carton. It's not. This is not true. This is a hypothetical. Okay. And I go, you know what? I just saw an eight-year-old girl go in the bathroom by herself. Ah, I identify as a woman. I'm going to go in there. I, you can't. No one can stop me. And I'm going to go in there. I'm going to assault her. And if anyone tries to stop me, I get to I get to sue them for violating my civil rights. Yep. It Bingo. will. Ha- it has happened. These yeah. things have happened. There are bad people in the world. People. Yes. This is again. This is the Democrats living in this fantasy world mm-hmm. that there are no bad people. This is like the couple who went biking through the Middle East to say that evil doesn't exist, and they were rammed by a car by ISIS and murdered on the spot. <laughs> I'm but, sorry for laughing, but I it's, it's actually. I mean, no, but funny. it is though. It is funny because you, you. How do you not live in the real world? Like when things like. Listen, not to not to backtrack too much, but when things like the Holocaust have happened and things like the let's go Armenian genocide, so let's get off the we can even get off the topic of anti-Semitism. When these things have happened, and you know the the murdering of um, uh, was it the Shia Muslims, uh, not the Shia, the Sunni Muslims by the Shia Muslims. When all this stuffs happened, when you have governments in the Middle East who are stoning people to death, when they're killing gay people in the Middle East, when they're dragging them behind cars and stoning women. For going to the bathroom on by themselves or taking off their hijabs, how do you not believe that evil exists? How do you not think that someone somewhere is going to take advantage of this law? They always claim that if it saves one child's lives, then we should ban all guns. So if it saves one little girl from being assaulted, we should not allow any genetic male into a woman's bathroom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I mean, I love how they use their flawed logic to back the laws that they want to pass. And meanwhile, whenever it's used against them, all of a sudden, they start thinking rationally again. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and I agree. You give these, you give them an inch. If you give a predator an inch, they will take a mile. I actually, Look I had Michael a, Jackson. I had a discussion with one of our fellow friends, who I will not name on the air, about this recently. And we was, talked it, in, was it Corey? No. Okay. I, talked in, <laughs> I talked in circles with him because it's like, well, well, I doubt that's ever going to happen. I'm like, dude, what it are has you happened. talking about? It already happened. It has happened. Right. It has happened. <laughs> I pointed out specific... I actually pulled out my phone and Googled specific instances in which these unisex bathrooms, this actually happened. And he's like, well, that's such a low minority. These people are going to be arrested and reported anyway. I'm like, yeah, but it shouldn't happen in the first place. But they'll just place. do it again. Yeah. Criminals do not care about laws. That's what people don't understand. If criminals cared about laws, guess what? They wouldn't be criminals. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't be breaking the law. If you don't break the law, you can't be a criminal. It's that's it's as simple as that. It really is. So the fact that you think that these sexual predators who are the most possibly the most disgusting people on the planet are going to worry about, oh, that sign on that door says women, or oh yeah, I forgot it's a, it's illegal for me to go rape that child. Like these are the same people who perpetrate that there's a rape culture on college campuses and that men are just going around raping women all the time. But you're going to tell me that they're no such thing as sexual, that, that pedophiles aren't aren't sexual predators? Yep. Give me a break. It's ridiculous. Yep. And then they get, like you said, they backtrack whenever you brought, oh, well, that's not real. That's not likely. It's a small percentage. Guess what? I would rather every single house in America have a gun than ever allow one pedophile into a bathroom with a small child in it at all. Yeah. I would agree with that. I, I would agree with that 100%. Guys, if you like the show, please subscribe where applicable iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and leave us a five-star review where applicable. It really helps, as you probably heard or listened or saw. We have attracted a couple of sponsors. 
But we're looking for more. It's one of the ways we can cover our ad costs because if you're watching or listening to this, we have more than likely paid to reach you and it ain't cheap. None of us are rolling in it. So we're paying out of our own pockets. We're just trying to recoup costs. So that's number one. Number two, if you can donate just $5 a month, $5 by going to empirestickandservernetwork.com forward slash donate. That link is down low. You get the Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom wristband. You also get access to our mailbag. So every Friday, we talked about Mike, and he asked us to cover the Ilhan Omar issues, which we did. And we will cover those. If we have a guest on, we will send out an email to you about a day or so before with a short bio about who they are and a link so you can look up more information about them. And you can ask us specific questions that you like us to cover with them. So you got the conversation. You help us. We help you. We're also going to be debuting next week. I will be finishing it over the weekend, a platform where for stories you might be talking about that week, you can upvote or downvote them. Donors only will be able to do this. So you, again, will be able to gauge the conversation day by day, Monday through Friday. Friday when we record our shows. Also, if you can do $50 one time for the year by going to EmpireStakeAndServeNetwork.com forward slash donate, not only do you get the wristband, not only do you get the mailbag access, not only do you get the ability to upvote, downvote, and guide our conversations on a daily basis, but you get this, the Empire State Conserve Network hoodie, you have our logo on the front, name and number on the back, size is small to 5XL, so no matter how big or small you are, we have a size for you, but guys, thanks again so much for watching or listening again, my name is Pete, this is Evan, we're signing off for the weekend, have a great rest of the week everybody, we'll talk to you next week, have a good one. Hey everyone, it's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.